Dude, I want to spend about 85 grand upgrading my house. How much will that give me? That's what we're talking about. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender teach real estate best practices by talking through mistakes we've seen and made. If the builder knows what he's doing, he'll say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, how much do you have cash? How much are you paying for this? Because there's no way it'll appraise. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Do you have amazing carpet from sheep that were named and trimmed by the owners? <laughs> yes. In, in, in Italy? Yeah, right? Like this, this is amazing. Yes, it's worth it. Free Can you sell it for this? Not a chance. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Utah Real Estate Show. I am Tyler Kazare, Utah Real Estate Agent. Jason Christiansen, Mortgage Lender. Eric West, Utah Real Estate Agent. And again today, we've got my friend Joel Frost here. Good to be back, guys. Thank you. I want to explain, just to give you a little perspective, why we have Joel here. Eric, per month, how many appraisals do you look at? Uh, three. Tyler? Yeah, like two or three. I'll hit eight, maybe 15 on a really good month. Per month. Per month. Per month yeah. What do you do, Joel? Joel? Yeah, we. Uh, I've typed over 16,000 appraisals in my career. So you can go yeah. do some math. He's <laughs> seen a lot of homes. Yeah, a lot of homes, which actually makes him the ideal candidate for what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about improvements. And when you make that improvement, improvement to your house, what are you going to get out of it? Right. And as agents, we hear this all the time. Tyler, I spent $45,000 on this kitchen. Oh. So it's going to be worth sixty, right? Didn't you just have one? Yeah. yeah. You were telling us about? Yeah. Tell, us, tell us this story. Well, oh, yeah. So I was appraising this house. Oh, was okay. Like, I was appraising this oh, house. Oh, even better. I was doing an appraisal, and we walk in, and, and this guy's like, hey, I got to show you this thing. <laughs> yes. So I walk over, and he's got his kitchen, his, his, his kind of nook where they eat. But over in the formal dining room, he has transformed his formal dining room into a hibachi grill, like teppanyaki style, yeah. with with bow, bar scene and the full hood up above it. And and he's like, how cool is this? He's like, he's like I'm a chef. That's what I do. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, yeah. that, is, that is cool. And I'm like, how much does this cost? He's like, well, it was north of 50 to do all this. And I was like, wow. Wow, indeed. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, and that wasn't even the whole kitchen. No, that was just... That was just the Just the formal the dining top. area. <laughs> and he yeah. said, uh, hey, what's uh, what is this... What do you think I get back for this? Like, do I get... You know, what, what, what is it going to get back? And, and I start thinking about it. I'm like, how much is he going to get back for this? Teppanyaki. I'm like, oh, I don't... And I start thinking about it. I'm like, hold on. I, I don't think anything. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, actually... I don't. I think this detracts from the value of your house because because your typical oh, person, your typical homeowner, doesn't know how to use a hibachi grill. I, I, so I told him, oh yeah, I, this might detract. If I were to buy your house, I would actually probably ask you to remove it because I'm not going to use this ever. Did he forcibly remove you from the house? <laughs> he, was, he was not happy. <laughs> Got out his knives. Okay. He's like he's like. So if I ever sell, it was for a refinance transaction. Oh, okay. But he said, I said, yeah. He's like, if I sell, I should plan on taking it with me. I was like, yeah, he should. Yeah. Plan on taking it with you and transforming this back. It comes back to the, our last episode okay. of kind of bracketing and finding the right comps and stuff like that. Yeah. How many homes in the area have a $50,000 hibachi grill yeah. Yeah. set up? That's going to be hard to find a comp. Yeah. How yeah. many buyers yeah. want a hibachi yeah. grill? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a who's huge use this yeah. space. Yeah. So if, if I, let's say I said that that's worth $50,000, his underwriter is going to say to me, you said that gives $50,000. Show me one market sale of a home with a hibachi grill 
that reflects that 15. They're going to ask me, I'm going to say, I don't have any. And they're going to say, kindly remove that from your appraisal. Remove, remove the adjustment. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, I, I, even if I did try to go out, his underwriter will say, no, that doesn't look good to me. And every other underwriter. If you haven't seen the episode from last week, go check it out. We'll put a link up there. I think it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> the question we get all the time, Joel, is which improvement is going to add the best value? I'm going to sell best my house for the buck. in a year, but, but I have a little bit of cash right now to improve my house. What should I do? Okay. So I think that there's a couple ways I want to go with this. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of take them one by one. Sure. The things that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and FHA are tracking, I have, there's a specific part in the appraisal where I check kitchen, bathroom, have they been updated? And I talk about those rooms specifically. Mm. So I would say those are trackable market data points that we can all really clearly find homes mm-hmm. that sell for more because they're remodeled that way. So that the easy answer to that is kitchens and bathrooms are going to get you money back the easiest. Now, right? what about what about like the quality and condition? So we've got granite countertops, we've got like the plasticky stuff, and we've got like the Formica. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, that that's one data point of an appraisal, <laughs> and and we rate a home. The home we're appraising, we rate, and we give it a rating of Q1 through Q6. And Q1 is like a very nice, very high end, very quality. high end quality. Yeah. Not condition, quality. And Q6 is like, um, they just took pieces of stuff and put it together. It's it's all new, maybe, but it's, it's just stuff. Yeah. It's not great quality. It's very average quality. Like maybe even built of like two by fours, the countertops even. So it's really low quality. So, so you don't see a lot of Q6s. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of Q6. But you see a lot of Q3s, Q4s, and there's kind of some variation. But yeah, so I'm going to try to bracket, go again, go back to our episode from last week. I'm going to try to bracket my comp selection, if I can, uh, to use, if I'm appraising a house that's a Q4, to use Q4 comps. So, and same thing, condition goes the same way, C1 through C6. C1 is a new home. C6 is probably not livable. It's, it's not livable condition. Like, that's the definition. Yeah. So, um, so cleaning your home before an appraiser shows up can help. Like, the, the answer to that, here's my answer. There's a correct answer, and there's, like, there's a diplomatic answer, and there's a real answer. The diplomatic answer is the appraiser should be able to overlook your pigsty. X-ray vision. Right? They yeah. Just see they through the clutter. <laughs> but when I walk into a house and I hold my breath a little, <laughs> I, I, I don't really know how that's affecting my analysis later on. I, I have to say it's not. But is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So versus when I go into a house, the same house, vacuumed, it smells like bacon bread, you know, everything's clean, put away. That's affecting me a different way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think you should clean up your house before the appraiser comes, if yeah. you can. Like, if at all possible. If you're just having a busy week. If you're going to get ready to do a remodel, maybe talk to uh, an experienced agent or hire a, an appraiser to come in, do a, a personal appraisal. Yeah. Because you want to, like he just said, it compares to what the comparables are. If you're going to upgrade to a level one, oh, man. but you have no level one homes that are in the area. This is a huge problem. You know, you're now the unicorn mm-hmm. that has the hibachi grill. <laughs> that you can't get any of that well, stuff even, up. But if the neighborhood had hibachi grills, yeah. now you have actual comparables yeah. that you could 
in theory do. Yeah. I've seen this like I've had people install a wool carpet and not just the standard countertops, but the super nice ones. Mm -hmm. Everything to the nth degree. Like this is a freaking temple. And the problem is, is now they have no comparables. They'll do this on new construction too. And if the builder knows what he's doing, he'll say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like how much do you have cash? How much are you paying for this? Because there's no way it'll appraise. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Do you have amazing carpet from sheep that were named and trimmed by the owners? <laughs> yes. In Italy. Yeah, right? Like this, this is amazing. Yes, it's worth it. Can you sell it for this? Not a chance. Yeah. So like, give us a brief idea of what like a Q1 is. A Q1, okay, so Q1 is is probably um, like a lot of people would call it a mansion, but it's probably got some very ornate roof lines. It's very decorative on the house. So you're higher end like parade homes. Higher end parade yeah. homes. It's not just a flat front to the house. It's got some staggering. Like, they, you know, it, it costs, you can tell that it costs more to build this house. It's got a wing that juts out to the side. Like it's not just a box house. Like mm -hmm. these, these are ornate homes. You'll see double, you know, double, uh, double floor ceiling heights, like stuff like that, or, or, or even ten foot to twelve foot on the main level type of ceilings. You'll see really high end finishes, like the highest end finishes. So, mm -hmm. and when I'm appraising a home with like, you know, to the nines, I want all my comps to be to the nines. So a lot of times, I am, you know, if you're in Alpine or you're in the River Bottoms or really wherever there's going to be a Q1 home. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to go out, you're going to expand your search for comps to a bigger radius to include enough neighborhoods that also have Q1 sales. So in it, when I'm appraising a Q1 home, my comps are <coughs> 2, 3, 4, 10 miles away sometimes. Like just depending mm -hmm. on which... What's on typical? Big, typically you want your comps within Typically a mile. A mile. Okay. If I could, I mean, if the lender, if your underwriter could get what they want, they'd say, I want all my comps within 90 days, sold within 90 days, and uh, within a mile. They would, That would be like heaven for them. That's good information yeah. to know, though. Yeah. Well, and then the, the same type of home, too. Yeah, yeah, same type of home. But the reality is, is, is not that. Like, you're typically expanding a parameter, distance. Uh, distance in time, distance in proximity. Something you're expanding something difference in to age. Include more sales to yeah. to because you're to you're limited to really a changing inventory over the course of the last ninety days to yeah. twelve months or yeah. whatever. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, you look. To, so today we're filming this in August of 2021, and you look at just since December till now, <laughs> what the market's done, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, I don't even want to use a comp from January. I don't even want to use a comp from April if I can. It's a different market. Yeah, but a different market. That's only four months ago. But, I mean, sometimes I still have to. But Actually, it brings up a really good question that um, I actually fielded uh, earlier this week. Somebody asked me, well, what do the what do the appraisers do to account for the crazy runaway of of the seller market right now? Oh yeah, well, is uh, there is there the seller market premium that you're market? putting in there? Well, it, like, yeah. how do you account for that? Because like a lot of people argue, the value of a home is what is agreed upon between a buyer and a seller. Yeah. But that's what the way that I've always explained that is. Well, that's what they may agree upon if they were paying cash. Yeah, but they're using you throw his money. him into it. <laughs> yeah, he goes, Joel. Can you check this out for me? Give me your opinion of value. Yeah, yeah. third party because you don't work. Sixteen thousand files. Okay. Yeah. Versus, <laughs> I like this home. I like well, this home too. Yeah. And I'm the seller, deal. and it's a yeah. Q one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So so there is no premium. 
Uh, okay, so how do I how do I make up for it? So a lot of appraisers, and, and unfortunately, this is the, the truth, um, aren't really doing a good job of making up for it. I mean, if they can't find comps that have closed within the past ninety days, they're not making market time adjustments, and that's really what the lender wants to see. Like, yeah. like lenders are asking me, hey comment on your market time adjustments so like they're even hinting hey do this fanny freddie mac just made a, a publication saying adjust for time like you should be adjusting for time like and, and you need to quantify how you did it but as long as you quantified explained it we're good um so you've got values going like yeah. this so i can have a home like let's like say this. the best comp sold in december why well, might make an eighty thousand dollar time adjustment because that's the reality of of right. this market, right? So you're extrapolating based on some data. For sure, for sure. Extrapolating into the unknown and saying, I think based on this information, it's got an $80,000 premium I from- I think from December till now, the market's done this, and when I apply that to to this comp, this comp I'm gonna adjust to $80,000. Comp two, I'm gonna adjust at 40 because it only sold three months ago. Gotcha. Uh, comp one, just sold last month, I'm not gonna make any adjustments for that one, right? So it just mm. depends on just depends on what, like that's what a good appraiser is doing, and there's a lot of good appraisers. How do you know if you got a good appraiser? Or a I bad think appraiser? well, no. So if you look at an appraisal and they have a comp from December and their adjustment for time is five thousand dollars, that's probably <laughs> and and you're mad that the value is low. You probably have a point, and that's a lot of people are hiring huh? me right now to contest appraisals and help them. <laughs> and oh, that's gonna I'm, be a fun and, and that's it's almost always. I'm seeing that, that the appraisers aren't adjusting for what the market's done over the past couple mm-hmm. months. And so when I, I, I write a really clean rebuttal for them to submit to their lender and uh, they report back to me and over half the time we're getting significant adjustments made. Sometimes we're getting at least some adjustment made. And a couple of times there's, you get appraisers who just put their foot down and say, I'm not changing anything. And that's <laughs> the mentality of some appraisers. So, but, but I mean, we, the, the data I have to show how much the market's, you know, like improving. And when they say, oh, it's improving at half a percent a month, like it's, it's improving at like, you know, in some months it's been like 6%, but like over the past year, you were looking at 25 to 30% over the past year and in, in, increase in value. So that 6% is in a month. Could right? be. Like, yeah. So in, I think in some of these crazy months, like you'll see a neighborhood where two cells were at 500 and then the next two cells are at 580. And you're like, yeah. Apparently, this was an $80,000 month. Average appreciation is yeah. 3 or 4%, yeah. just on average yeah. over annual. time. Annual. An- yeah, annually. Annual. So that's a huge 6% a month. Is, yeah, like that's huge. 30% for the year is ridiculous. It, it, yeah. It's a crazy year. I anticipate it won't be that much this year. Or I guess buyers actually might say, well, that seems very subjective. Uh, that, that seems like it's whatever appraisal you get that day or appraiser you get that day is who's going to determine your value and they may or may not be good at time adjustment. Well, one of the things that I, I mean, I know we've done and I know some other agents have done it is like what he's saying, the data that he's pulling is the same data that agents have access to. And a good agent, when they go and give you a value of the home of, hey, this is what we recommend that you should list this home at, it's not, well, it shouldn't be a number they just pull out of their pocket. And just say, oh, well, or ask you, well, what do you want to list your home at? (laughs) Well, if you're asking them, then they should just list it without you. Yes. Um, But an agent can go through and look at all the statistics and they can look at the data and they can see, okay, this area over the last four years has done this, 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 and this consistently. And in this last six months, it's done like what he just said. 
So now when we list that and then we can provide some of that info when we go to argue, say with an appraiser who didn't adjust it, we show them that yeah. it, it's it's evidence right there and we can back that up. But if you don't have anything to back up because you asked the homeowner what they should sell the home for and then you get mad at an appraiser who didn't do their job, right. not the appraiser. Yeah. Well, the other thing to do is check with your lender because lenders can't handpick their appraiser. They can't yeah. say, I can't say, hey, Joel, appraise this house for me. I need to get a loan on it. Because what used to happen is a, a crooked lender would say, hey, Joel, I need this house to appraise for 800000 or I'm not paying you. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work. So right now, the lenders yeah. will have a pool of approved appraisers and they'll send that out and they say, hey, we need an appraisal done. Who wants to pick it up? and an appraiser will pick it up. So make sure that that lender has vetted good appraisals. So they're not handpicking which one is gonna get yours, but they should have a good group that they can trust that know what they're yeah. doing. And you guys really do have a good group. Like you guys have curated your panel really well. I'm on it. <laughs> so they win the best. But like actually really we're the best. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few lenders that do it, but make sure that because they can have established relationships. They can make sure that the appraiser does a good job. When the rule came out in 2015, there was a lot of appraisal management companies that just said, hey, we need appraisers on our team, hired them. And I had some, I've seen appraisals from that. And it's just like, what are these guys doing? Which is why you're reviewing appraisals, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, guys, what did we learn today? Well, I learned, my key takeaway is that if you're gonna remodel something, Kitchen and bathroom is where you want to spend your dollars. It's important to remember that what you put in your kitchen and bathroom or the rest of your house matters. And remember that you should remodel to what your comps could be. So if you plan to sell, look at what's around your area. What'd you learn, Joel? I learned that sometimes people do silly stuff that don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Sometimes. Like, like Sometimes. Hypocrisy girls. Yeah, Six, 16,000 homes. I'm sure you have uh, seen, seen a couple of yeah, things. Seen a few weird ones. Cool. Thanks. So the next time you're thinking about adding a jacuzzi in your living room, let's talk. Hit me up if you ever have any appraisal questions on Twitter at Just Ask Joel. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. You can watch this show on YouTube and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you learned something or if you really love this show, give us a like on YouTube and drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. The NMLS number for Security Home Mortgage is 178787. The NMLS number for Jason Christiansen is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Talk to you next week. I was about to say you your magnificent know. chest, but that sounds... He's the A. You saw that in the last closing. The last out? The last, the last out. Closing. The last closing. The last closing table Eric was at. He was topless. <laughs> All right, that's good. Okay. <clears throat>